Hey y'all. So it's a little bit past 7.30 on a Wednesday night, but by this time, you got to know what time it is. It's time for the Natalie Sugar Brown Show. The Sugar Show, y'all. Hey! So yeah, uh, it's me, Natalie Sugar Brown. And um, every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Um, over here on the east side, um, we have this discussion here on my platform about women's boxing, okay? And th the thing about the discussion is it really, uh, what you think is going to be about isn't what it's going to be about, right? So this platform is not about necessarily talking about the facts and the numbers and the this and the that. No, we're talking about the life, the lifestyle, the lessons, uh, you know, just what the eyes are and what the perspective of being a real woman boxer is in this industry, which I believe is a lot more interesting than numbers and, and belts and all of those things that have a story behind it, okay? Like I said, in women's boxing, it's not about the belts. It's not about the record. It's about the broad. Whether you like the broad, you don't like the broad, right? Whether you want to see her get her ass whipped, you know, you want to see a certain person get slumped. That's what women's boxing is, you know, at this point. Um, and even now, they're not so much selling the skill of it, which there is a lot, there is skill in uh, women's boxing because we don't fight like the men's. We don't fight like the men, right? We're women behaving badly and the best of us do it well, okay? And that's what I'm here to talk about. And that's who I'm here to talk about, right? I'm not here to talk about the broads that buy their way, pay their way, doing other things. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the broads that really put that work in, that really have a story, that really moves, you know, like a woman behaving badly. Okay, so tonight's show is titled, Make It Make Sense. <laughs> Why? Because, I mean, I, I, I know my lovely assistant put some images together, but before we start, okay. Um, and normally I, I you know, I, I, by this time, I'm hoping one of my misfits, one of my peoples chime in and give Sugar a shout out and, and say that they showing up in the building to talk or to chat or just to hang around and shoot this with your girl. Um, so, you know, chime in as you will chime in when you feel like it, you know, and like I said, there's no such thing as there's really no such thing as a stupid question. Okay. Um, in, in this thing, and you don't have to know women boxers about women's boxing per se. Um, your questions are good enough. Right. And when I can tell you, 
um, how your interests may relate to what we do over here in women's boxing. So make it make sense um, is addressing what the talk is right now in women's boxing, right? So um, right now is like real down, down, down time. The names aren't fighting and the people who are fighting are not really the ones who are promoted. And, you know, it's just right now the, the, the terrain and the environment is real low key, right? Um, it's just the wave, right? Um, I guess this year or this during this time, no one's fighting around the holiday season, which is funny um, because they used to use this as a tactic also in the industry, right? To catch people off guard and stuff like that because it, it's just the time of year that people don't necessarily stay sharp. Um, and so I'm I'm kind of surprised about the you know the how how quiet it's been. Women are out here putting in work and fighting, but um, you know the names that you would know uh, the you know the the money ain't moving right now, um, so to speak. Um, so. Make it make sense is about these nasty decisions that happen. And the talk right now in women's boxing is about a real bad decision that was made um, against the legend, uh, one of the legend or one a great fighter, um, Chevelle Hallback. So uh, Chevelle Hallback um, just fought, and I'll go into the details about that, but she's a crone, and I'm going to give you all some time to do research and, and, and um, you know, get your facts about, get some facts about um, this fighter that I'm going to talk about down, down, down into um, the show. But so... Um, I'm going to start off, uh, lovely assistant, uh, do we have, do we have a, so I'm going to talk about, um, I mean, this image right here, um, the, the first, um, raw deal of the make it make sense, because the reason why I picked this fight to segue into the topic of, uh, Chevelle's, um, situation right now is because, um, this is a fight that I all that I thought the opposite, right? So the opposite thing, the opposite ha happened in this fight. So this fight is Delphine Persoon, um, who is a light who rallied as a lightweight contender. Okay, she fought Katie Taylor. That was her biggest fight of her career. She fought Katie Taylor twice. First one, everyone is arguably saying that she beat Katie Taylor. Um, but of course, she did not. I mean, no one's going to really beat the darling Katie Taylor. 
unless, um, you know, she's knocked out and not breathing, <laughs> right? Um, right now she's untouchable and I don't see where in, um, I don't see where in anyone right now, anyone out right now would um, dethrone um, Katie Taylor. Okay, so this this uh, fighter, Delphine Pursun, has been the closest, I would say, even closer than uh, Amanda Serrano in catching the roadrunner, uh, Katie Taylor, because um, she pressed Katie in their fight. So they had to do it again. And so um, in the second, uh, in their second encounter, I, I I called it for Katie that time because by this time Katie knew um, the road to or the path to run to escape uh, Delphine Pursuit's pressure. So that's that. Delphine's left now in the abyss of the world of the, you know, uh, has been contend contender that they normally throw contenders in, right? Once you fight the queen or once you fight the pound for that, I'm just the star. Um, no one really pays attention to the contenders anymore, which is what I always had a problem with because um, that just because the so-called champ or, or the lady who won got the decision doesn't mean that that contender is still not a good contender and a good fighter to watch and a good um, person to be entertained in, in their styles and in, in their um, growth as a fighter, right? So um, I call it the abyss, the, the, I call it the um, bargain bin right because you get thrown in the bargain bin never to be seen again unless somebody else is coming up and wants to use you as a name on their skid row right um that's where your value comes in and then you start turning into a high-end opponent and until you become um irrelevant in in the game right so we never i it it's I mean, that that is just it. That's the that's the road walked in 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 this game, and it's it's heartbreaking, and it takes a strong woman to keep going, right? Because some of us, you know, well, many of us, you know, if you care, you get to the point where you weigh your options, and your options are, you know. You know that it's most likely you're not going to get the decisions. It's most likely that you know you're going to get these raw deals now because someone has already put that on. You know, put that type of deal or that type of um, um, theme on your record. So it's hard to fight out of that. Um, I I would say as a fighter and as a female fighter, you know, it's not as easy as male fighters where, you know, they can jump in and fight for, 
you know, four tomato cans or four, you know, guys, and then it'll, they'll be back up and they'll be able to, you know, make some money and, and, and rebuild themselves. It doesn't work like that in women's boxing. Um, like when you're, when, you know, when you've peaked and then you, you crash back down, uh, either you take a break and, you know, you make people miss you, make them miss you. Right. And then when you come back, you make sure you come back or, but with, you know, you come, you, you come back better than you were, uh, when they first remembered you. Right. Or, you know, you come back and people just know you're in it for the, for the money. Cause you're taking fights just to lose them. Right. Um, so with Delphine pursuing versus, um, goodness, Eli, uh, goodness, I know you, you guys, um, I'm, I'm looking at my notes here. Um, Elham McCallid, Elham McCallid, right? So these two ladies fought, um, and it was a 10 rounder. So 10 rounder would be for, you see in the background in that picture there, uh, 10 rounder would be for a title. So this was a title fight uh, between Delphine Pursoon and um, Elam uh, McCallid. Now um, I watched this fight and I was very, very, very impressed with both ladies, but the underdog Elham um, in particular, because I had not really heard of her um, over here um, on, on, on our end in the, uh, in the Americas area, you know, on the West side. But I heard she was a great contender. She's a, a great champion um, over in Europe, okay? And uh, this is the thing about, um, you know, the, the difference between Europe and uh, Western, um, Western America, okay, um, or the Americas. In in Europe, the the development of the fight game is still unknown, right? There there's a terrain there that um, over on on the west side in the Americas, there's without there's a 60 degrees of separation type of deal over here right so there's a there's a climate there's a temperature that you know keeps the, that we all kind of move by there's a rhythm and then there's a total different rhythm and and climate over there in Europe so when uh, when you meet a challenger from over there um it's we're speaking the same language, right? Because we've come to behave badly, but there are things that, or styles and, and things about these European ladies that matter in the approach, um, which is completely different than what us West and West um, hemisphere ladies, um, you know, are, are used to or what our culture of fighting over here is. So um, I would say the European ladies 
or women have great fundamentals. Fundamentals meaning that um, it's not that they can't fight and it's not that you won't ever see, uh, you know, 7-Eleven Circle K um, fighter, you know, meaning what one of those these one of these women that you know came from a, a kickboxing class or whatever you know you're not necessarily going to see those women um coming over here or you know getting into those type of um matches from europe from what i've seen okay um I'd love if somebody, if people chimed in and, and told me different or um, give me some more insight, especially those on the, the East Coast. But, you know, I, because I believe the over in Europe, boxing um, is a bit more respected than boxing over in the West Hemisphere. So when women sign up to do it the chances of them be at least learning the fundamentals and knowing um how to how to operate the found the foundation of how to operate you you're i'm there's a surety there with them they may not be strong as strong they might not be as crazy Right, they they might not be as flamboyant as the Western women, right? And and the the women, the Western women have to make up for the the lack of fundamentals. By you know, I mean they they don't have they they don't have that basis, you know, and it's it's not really respected as it is over in Europe. So. I mean, either it's a hit or miss. Either you find a great trainer, um, or you know, you find somebody who just woke up one day and said, "Oh, I'm going to be a boxer. Oh, I know how to box. I've seen it on YouTube several times." And then next, you know, they hold in hand pads, and and a lot of these people think that, "Oh, um, the you know, they they know what they're doing, right?" And 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 the cycle of dysfunction. Um, continues because I've seen it. Um, it. It's some I don't know. It's something that I you can't even stop, right? Um, that's just the the climate and the culture over here. So um, said that to say this: um, when th these two these two ladies are European, these two fighters are European. So when I watched the fight, I, I enjoyed it because the fundamentals were there. Both women could really fight, okay? Which I appreciate. Um, and in, in having that standard now that they're moving from, right, where they could one may be more experienced than the other one may be hard whatever has had better quality opposition but the other but the fundamentals are there so now we play in chess okay which is when i people like me start to enjoy what we're looking at right because now the chess is i can see your game plan 
and I have my own. And now we're going to play, right? I'm going to give, you're going to take, right? You're going to give, I'm going to take. And we're going to figure out now who's the baddest bit for 10 rounds. And in this encounter between Delphine Pursoon and um, uh, Elam, oh goodness, y'all please forgive me with the with the names. Sugar's bad with names, but it's it's never out of dis disrespect. It's never out of disrespect. So Elam uh, McCallid, okay. Um, the encounter between these two, I was very impressed with Elham. I was impressed because you could see where she studied Pursoon and she solved the problem of Delphine Pursoon. So watching this fight and watching all 10 rounds, I gave the fight, I scored the fight. I thought Elham actually beat Delphine Pursoon. And, um, you know, um, lovely assistant, is there any more images that I can, that we can share about this part of the topic? Anything um, else? Let me know. Okay, you know, so that's Delphine Pursoon. Um, you know, I saw in where this fighter, when she was fighting, she did the same old hat trick that she did with everyone else, the pressure, because no one had actually solved the problem of Delphine Pursuit, okay? Um, no one solved the problem. Katie Taylor didn't solve the problem, okay? Katie Taylor escaped from the problem. She avoided the problem. And the thing about, um, you know, the thing about boxing and fighting is, you know, fighting the real victory is when you can solve the problem of someone's style and strategy, saying, I have the answer for this. I have the antidote to stop this, right? That, that is where, you know, that is where the value of being a fighter comes from, right? I, I, me and my team, me, I got the heart, the strength, the, you know, the perseverance to keep trying or to keep going because I'm going to solve this problem. And the problem in front of them would, would be the champion or the com, uh, contender, right? Um, a lot of people, you know, put, boxing together, I mean, with life, you know, and, and life's problems. I, I would say, you know, but boxing is a personification of life, right? Because each round or each day you put out there, you have a certain allotted amount of time to do what you can to win the day, right? To get what you want accomplished in that day, right? And there are going to be moments that are going good for you and moments that go bad for you. And you have to make a decision in that time how you're going to move from one place to the next. And you keep doing that and doing that and doing that until the day is done and you lay your head to rest on your pillow. 
right? And some of us think before we fall asleep or doze off about the problems we face and how to solve them. And some of us are just exhausted, right? Because it was just a hard round or a hard day, right? So, um, yeah. Y'all, y'all know this. You, you, you know what sugar does. She, she leaves it and then come back, right? So I'm coming back to this, this fighter. Um, so Delphine Pursun has a style that has not been solved, but I think Elham solved it, or solved um, Delphine Pursun. I implore everyone to watch this fight, right? Because Delphine's name, or Delphine. Uh, has a lot of value as a contender still in women's boxing. And though Elham did not get the decision, which she should have, I think she should have, but I understand why she didn't get the decision um, in this fight, right? In order to in order to beat a fighter or win, get a real decision against a fighter like Delphine pursuing a problem. And I've learned, I learned this firsthand, right? When I fought Fujin Raika in, in Japan. Um, you, it's not enough to outclass them. It's not enough to make a miss and make them pay. It's not enough to finesse in there, right? Because the judges, don't care nothing about that. The fans don't the, the fans don't influence the judges, right? And the fans don't really the, the fans don't really know what they're watching except for their 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 gal is winning or their gal is not winning, right? Um so you got to help everyone see what's going on in there. If you beaten abroad, and this is what I've learned the hard way, you gotta bust her up. Yeah. You gotta bust her up. You gotta bust, you gotta make her leak, okay? You gotta aim for that eye. You gotta bust that nose, bust them, bust the lip up. What, finally, we're almost 30 minutes in and I have I have my man, Michael Orr, chiming in. Hi, Sugar. Hey, Michael. Hey. So, you know, we talk, we, we talking about make it make sense here. And um, I, I'm not sure if you saw this fight, but I'm, I'm just kind of talking to talk, you know, to um, chatting about this Delphine Pursun versus uh, Elam um, McCollid fight um that happened i would say it's still pretty recent um uh in, in women's boxing but i brought it up because this fight parallels a, a, a fight um uh, another fight where the the opposite the, the opposite would um has happened and i'm i'm going through right so this um this fighter here, you know, the she was she is a problem. Delphine Pursun, the Delphine Pursun problem or style has been solved by um, uh, El, goodness, uh, Elham McCallid, 
but because Elham wasn't known and because she's not that popular and because she don't really have the big promoter behind her, she didn't get the decision against Delphine Pursoon, right? But she she is a noteworthy fighter. People always want, people are always asking Sugar who she thinks is uh, our good contenders up and coming. And I'm gonna tell you, this fighter, Elham McCallid, is one to watch, okay? I like her style. I like, um, yeah, I like her swag in there. And she's just, uh, she, she is a realistic woman, right? She's unassuming. She, lo she looks like a woman that's in pretty good shape, a fighter, you know, she, she um, carries herself, um, you know, just, I wouldn't, I would call her that, um, that's that sister, that sister friend that you might have that she, you know, she's, she, she's active. She probably go jogging. She rides a bike. She does yoga. She does all that shit, but she's got that bad side to her. Well, she, she'll whoop some ass. Okay. So I'm getting that vibe from this fighter and I like it. Why? Because She's over there in France and she's trained. You can tell that she she is trained by a general. Whoever this 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 man or woman or whoever it is that is training her has given her some good fundamentals. She also has these other ingredients. She has heart, she has perseverance, she is fearless. Okay? Stepping up and fighting a world beater like Delphine Pursoon um at that point in her career was showing that you know she is she's a con she's enough of a contender for us to stay interested in and keep watching as she she grows right so i would love to see this fighter um do we have any more images lovely assistant there she goes i mean look at her Delphine looks like a great fighter, is a great fighter. This broad right here, she got the look and she can fight. I'll buy a ticket, right? I'd love to see this fighter fight the likes of Michaela Meyer. I'd love to see this fighter fight the likes of Tiara Brown, Melissa Saintville, um, Katie Taylor. Um, who else do we have out here that are great can, that, that have been, um, uh, Hamadouche, Maiva Hamadouche, Hamadouche, right? This is a good contender. I've just named, uh, uh I've named a, a list of great money making matches, um, that this fighter right here, um, can make money and make other fighters money uh, by just putting on, right? Performing, uh, great entertainment. And um, I look forward to this fighter's growth, okay? Um, her nickname is The Diamond. And I'm, I don't think she's a diamond just yet, right? She's She has, um, I think she has 15 or 16 fights. Do we have any, do we? I know we have like a side-by-side side of these fighters. 
Um, oh, that's the stare, stare off. So they fought for that WBC belt. Okay, so somebody paid their money. Somebody paid their money um, for this to happen. And if it was um, pursuing people then who paid for the belt, well, you know, it was a, it, they did, they did right by, by um, choosing a contender like this because pursuing definitely earned it. Um, even, even though I think she got beat, but she, like I said, you got to bust up that, you got to bust that broad up if you want to take her belt or you, you want to get that decision, especially when she has a name. Um, right. So, you know, this is the standoff or the face off. Do we have any other images? Do we have any other images? Okay. So now, you know, look at the, look at the numbers and the, the statistics, right? So look at this. Delphine Pursuant has 47 fights. I mean, 47 wins, 47 wins, three losses, zero draws. Two of those losses is versus Katie Taylor. Um, and who is the other loss? I don't, the third, is the third loss against um, Kerwatt? Because let me tell you something, Delphine Pursuant, uh, no, no, Kerwatt just happened. Kerwatt, and I'll tell you the tea on that. So Delphine Pursuant was, I mean, fought, uh, Kerwatt, I don't remember, Ikram. I think that her first name is Ikram and her last name is Kerwatt, okay? Um, she fought, uh, Delphine Pursun fought Ikram Kerwatt in Dubai, I think, uh, recently. I, I know they, they fought recently. And looked like Delphine lost control and you know she hit she hit Kerwat, which staggered Kerwat, and Kerwat took like I think took the knee or went down. And as a fighter, you know there's a generalship, there's a etiquette in in that ring. You know we we behave badly, and it's not cheating if the ref doesn't see. But there is just a code of conduct that we must abide by in the ring. And that is, you don't hit a broad when she's down. You don't hit a broad when she's down. Wait till she gets on her feet and hit a, make a kiss canvas again, right? But you don't hit a broad when she's down. So what happened is, Sure enough, Delphine pursues fighting Ikram Kerwat, and um, you know the the she hurts Kerwat, and Kerwat goes down. And before Kerwat can come up, she hit the broad. I think she hit her in the back of the head. So Kerwat did one of them. I think who fought? Come on, any of my mistress out there, or whatever that knows this, I, I know it was, I don't know both fighters, but I know Roy Jones was one of the fighters who fought the other fighter and he hit him while he was down. And he certainly could have gotten up. He looked at his corner and he was like, I think I'm going to take the easy ticket and laid his head down like he was, <laughs> he was going to nap. And I think that was like a, one of, 
uh, Roy Jones's first losses by technicality um, because she, I mean, because he, um, he violated the code in boxing and, and hit, hit someone while they're down. So Pursoon did that just recently. And Kerwat took a page from that, from that book, from that history. And from what I, from what I hear and know, Kerwat um, trained with Roy Jones. So, I mean, there are just certain things that you're going to learn from certain generals. Um, so that's a technicality. Um, Ikram Kerwat uh, won just beat Delphine Pursoon off of that technicality. You got to stay under control, Delphine, when you're in that ring. Um, so I said that coming back to this, right? So uh, 47, Delphine Pursoon, 47 wins, three losses. I think it's now up to four. Versus uh, Elham McKellen, um, which is, she is 15 wins, one loss, so a total of uh, 16 fights as opposed to um, Delphine's 51 fights. So you see, uh, you know, there, uh, uh, Elham is not sub 10. She's a good contender where, and she's, she's, you know, right there in the double digits and you, she's had enough fights um, and, and had, has enough compliment, uh, enough accomplishments for you to consider her a real contender. Um, she's out of France. Delphine Pursun is out of Belgium. Okay. Um, Delphine Pursun is a crone. Okay. So she's, she's 37 years old and uh, Ikram, I mean, not Ikram, sorry. Elham is 31 years old. So she's, she's a young broad in the game. So she has time. She has time. Um, lovely assistant, is there any more images or is there anything else that um, we can share about this before? Okay, now we're going into um, we're we're going into this the the you know the the meat of the topic um, right now. Sorry, y'all. I'm just looking through my notes here. Be be patient. Be kind. Um, we're going to be all right. So, um, where are we at? So this is, um, the fight Chevelle Halbach versus, uh, Sonia, uh, drilling. Okay. And here's an image. There's not many imagery or anything out like that. Um, um, this fight was brought to everyone's attention um, by another great fighter, uh, Brooke Millbrook, who uh, was on last week's uh, women uh, Women's Boxing Fridays um, with my with the guys at Talk and Fight. I wasn't able to uh, stop in for the show. Um, just, from, I mean, a brief moment. I wish I would have gotten a chance to, you know, uh, chat it up with this this one. But um, at the time, you know, because we are women, you know, we go through our stuff. Her name, her in fighting, her name was actually Brooke Diedorf or Diedorf or something like that. 
And she made her name with that name as a fighter. Um, smaller, smaller fighter down in uh, the weights down there. One, I think one. She, I think she might have been um, one thirty-two, probably as low as super band. I'm not sure, but she was a smaller, um, rough. She was a thug <laughs> type of fighter, and she went in there and she talked her talk, and she like she, just a tough ass broad in there, you know. And and she she showed up with the swagger. She showed up with the talk. She she had a street vibe to her, you know. She was she was entertaining to watch. She was entertaining uh, when she behaved badly, um, and I think she even got an award recently for for um, who you know at, for her accomplishments as a fighter. Um, but she brought this this fight to to the spotlight, right? Because I mean. I'm not going to lie, a, a fighter getting, a, a women's boxer getting robbed of a decision is, that's a, you know, that's, that's a Tuesday, you know, the shit happens. <laughs> it happens and it happens and it's just a regular affair, right? So, um, the, the, what happened with this matchup in, um, Chevelle Hallback versus, uh, Sonia, uh, drilling is that, Chevy? Like everybody knows about Chevy, right? Um, Chevelle Hallback is is a a great, you know, Chevelle Hallback is the last of the Mohicans in the, in this sense. This crone um this crone is has been and is avoided by the legitimate fighters now, right? Uh she had put an injunction um, for that 150, that Burgold fight with, um, uh, Natasha Jonas. So, uh, Halbeck, Chevelle Halbeck was actually the, t the contender in line that should have gotten the opportunity, uh, to fight Burgold for the belt, but she was somehow bumped mysteriously out of the, um, out of the, runnings by Natasha Jonas, who um, did an excellent job of uh, taking the opportunity and is now, I believe she's the undisputed middleweight champ, right? So, um, I mean, Jonas is putting her work in. I would have loved, uh, it's, still, it's still something that I, a fighter like me or someone in women's boxing like me, would be interested in seeing Natasha Jonas versus Chevelle Halbach. I would like to see that. You know, just just to know that there was she was in there with with a great fighter, um, or one of the greats. Right? This we want history to pass along. It's it, you know it's it's very much like any any part of male boxing where you know you just see you just see the queen get dethroned, you know, well, or the crone, you get the, you see where a crone just gets defeated, right? It, it you're not gonna, the, the beautiful, the, the, um, what can I say about this? 
the bittersweet beauty about boxing or any competitive sport is we have to come to terms with our mortality. We all, even sugar, right? You start, you make it to the top and you feel like a damn superhero. And then when you peak and time starts to come, you feel your mortality coming back, right? Uh, you get tired, you feel tired, right? You feel pain where you never used to feel pain. Um, you know, just the, 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 the things start to let you know that time is catching up to you and you'll, you, you will need to try to make an exit now best you can. Uh, who else? What? Brooke? Brooke Deidre chimes in on the sugar show? Listen, y'all. The champ, Brooke Diedroff, is on the show, okay? Talking about what's up, sugar? What's up? What's up, champ? What's up, Brooke? I was just here talking about you. Um, and I know them boys said that I, I talked about you on the earlier show. And I'm going to tell you this right now, Brooke. I tried to look, but th th this show is me. I, I, don't, I don't archive nothing. Right. When 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 the spirit talks to me, I just tell it. Right. So I, I I brought your name up previously in one of the old sugar shows because you you that bro, you were that broad. You were that gal. And I, I, I loved your swag in there. I respected it. Um, you are on one on the sugars list of the real a real deal woman boxer who did the damn thing out here and i appreciate you being coming to the sugar show like every time a champ stops in i get all teary-eyed and emotional you want to know why because i just feel it's an honor it's an honor because y'all don't know like these when i tell you woman warrior they talking about movie about women warrior, women warriors. These women are, were warriors. Okay. Uh, they went through that. They bled like this is real shit. And they come in and they drop in. They, they, they come in on the sugar show just off the strength, you know, um, just out of mutual respect. I, I'm so honored, right? Because um, I didn't buy it, right? And there's no side deals going on here, right? It's pure love and respect um, when they come through, and and the fact that they come through lets you know that they 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 fought with sugar hard, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, Brooke uh, stopping in and. Brooke is saying it. Brooke is saying my girl got robbed. And you know what, Brooke? I'm so glad you're here because I want you to talk about it. I 
seen, I see it, Brooke, and I feel it, Brooke. But what you got to know is, and, and this is why I wanted to talk about, um, lovely assistant, is there any other image? Um, when you become a crone in the industry, okay, so Chevy's here. Uh, look at the facts. You know, Chevy is 51 years old, okay? Um, they're not going to give Chevy, even though she has her name behind her, even though Chevy's scary as hell in there, that doesn't protect Chevy from the shenanigans and politics of our industry. Right, champ? You know this. I ain't making it up. Chevy's one of my heroes, right? Chevy's my one of my, like, when I was an amateur, Chevy is one of the fighters who took time. They came in and watch come back and watch, come back and encourage us youngins coming up because a lot of these other fighters didn't. And a lot of these other fighters were too bitchy and catty to encourage the next ones coming up. And Chevy, Chevy had nothing but respect, like, like respect for the game to say, listen, you got it. Just keep working. And you know, whether we was going to end up fighting or not, right. Chevy, Chevy showed up uh, for this one. Right. Um, and so her coming into this deal as a crone, I'm not sure why she took the fight, Brooke, because listen, we know the game. We kind of know the business. I was just talking about how Chevy, um, I, you know, I, w I was just talking about how, she oh, Brooke, these are talking about, I'm going to try to find it. Ha ha. I appreciate that lady. Listen, uh, appreciate this, this fighter appreciates you for stopping in. Right. And for being real and still sticking around like the rest of them not doing right. So, um, and advocating for other, other fighters out here that, you know, that are still trying to do it. Um, cause we need, we, we need to support each other and, and we need to, um, have that respect for each other. Um, so Chevy came into this fight. It's a six rounder, right? She's fighting a sub 10 fighter. Okay. And it's a six round fight. Um, this fight was on a uh, reservation, a native reservation. So you would think now because it's on a native reservation, maybe there'd be some neutral neutrality or if that's a word, some, you know, neutral judgment. But from my lessons that I've learned, um, oh, Brooke Deidre, girl, you need, listen, I got you. As much as you think that Brooke, as much as you think I'd I be on this social media thing, I don't be. So I'm going to look for your friend request because I got a lot of them. I ain't even going to lie, but I'm going to look for yearn. Yes, girl, we going to be, we, listen, I got you. We here, right? So I'm I'm going to come find you. We going we gonna to be connected because if you got a show coming now, we going to have to, we going to have to do this shit together, right? We want to tag team this mug, right? Um, 
Brooke, you know, Brooke might come be on, on talk and fight doing her thing. And I, I'm here for it. <laughs> right. So, um, Brooke, uh, Brooke, no mercy, Deerdorf, right. Check this fighter. She was a great, um, very, uh, very entertaining. Like I said, I just love her. She was a, <laughs> she was one of them. I, I just can't even like, you got to just watch her. You got to read her. You got to watch her, um, press conferences. You got to read the stuff. She said, I just, <laughs> I ain't even going to lie like this. <laughs> she was a, she was a baddie, badass broad and I, and, and she was just entertaining and she just gave me life. Um, uh, so going back to Chevy, uh, from what I saw in this whole thing, I just saw the setup. And if Chevy, if, if Chevy signed the contract for this, I'm not sure what she was thinking, but like, we got to know how these set up, we got to know when they cooking, when they, when they putting together a pot to cook your ass in. Right. So, you know, Chevy taking a six round fight with a sub 10 fighter wouldn't have ever been in your best interest. Why? Because your name carries more weight than that, than to take a chance like that, right? You still, you could have, you still have the, you still had the swagger, you still, you know, had the value where you could still call a Natasha Jonas out, a Terry Harper out. Um, I would, I would love to watch Chevy fight um, Layla McCarter again. Right, because Layla McCarter is another crone that these broads out here are not touching with a ten-foot pole. Okay, um, so you know these keep the standard. You know what I'm saying. Um, so I think the fight, Chevy taking the fight was a setup. Right, um, drilling has uh, eight fights. Uh, supposedly she has, she's an accomplished amateur. So she has a good amateur background. Um, Champ Brooke comes in saying, um, Chevy was one of her idols. Um, she's her fam now. She loves her. Everybody, I mean, Chevy, it's hard not to love Chevy, right? <laughs> um, Chevy's one of them in, in down to earth, like I said, um, rough and tumble too like when she start when she start doing that you know um switch walk like um what's his name whether well, his name is at the tip of my tongue like she's the female version of the fighter the jersey the, the um the jersey joe shuffle boom boom right mm -mm -mm. Right, Chevy do that. Chevy be fighting you. Chevelle Hallback be fighting you. She act like she walking away, but she boom, come back with something. When she get into that, that Jersey Joe, right? I call it the Chevy step over in women's boxing. Like you're in trouble, right? Because she going, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so she had the style. Chevy has a style. That's why Chevy is a great because she fought everyone with that style. She was a problem with that style. And um, 
she even fought the bag lady uh um cecilia brankhouse even and until this day footage on that is not even surface you know um she got the raw deal because she went over to the, the uh, bag lady's uh porch and fought her but it is what it is um that that's mysterious valuable footage that anyone would love to get their hands on so anybody anybody out there in the women's boxing world or in the boxing world if y'all have footage on that chevelle uh cecilia brecca's versus chevelle hallback fight listen you you got some gold in your pocket post it <laughs> so um y'all know i i I leave and come back to topic. So, you know, in this fight, uh, Brooke Diedroff comes in and says, first round was feeling, was a feeling out round. Second round drilling was tagging her in the beginning. Then Chevy adjusted. Then rounds three to six drilling was pressuring her, but Chevy was moving the, and the girl wasn't hitting her. I saw that. I saw that. But let me tell you, let me tell you why I just knew they wasn't scoring for Chevy, right? The first round was a feeling out round. Remember, Chevy has, um, goodness, Chevy has uh, 33 wins, nine losses, two draws, compared to this fighter who has eight fights put together. In that first round, Chevy, that's why I don't like these two-minute rounds, right? A fighter like Chevy is a three-minute fighter, right? She's a crone. She's gotten to the point where, like, styles make fights. This is why you can tell that they don't want longevity in women's boxing because naturally, as you grow as a fighter, you grow out of two minutes, you fight for three minutes. That's the maturity. That's the development of how you become of a great fighter period. Right? So um, in, in women's boxing, two minute rounds, that's for young girls who young, young broads, they bones are soft. You know, they, they just learning. They, you know, they, they, they're working more so than actually fighting right they go in there up, 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 you know they they work in their hands they're not really doing anything um profound right they're just doing what they're in shape to do when you fight three minute rounds especially as a woman as a crone abroad you have to you you have to manage that time you have to manage that time and you have to be dangerous the whole time. And you gotta hurt that whole time. And yes, we are capable of doing that, right? And we do have women, we fight different. So we have our ways of doing that. And it's, it's, it's entertaining, it is. But the industry now, women's boxing is letting male boxing determine our identity and who we are 
and what we're doing, you know, what we're allowed to do now, which is what, you know, this is everything that we fought against. This is everything that fighters like uh, Barbara Burchick, Barbara I think, fought three-minute rounds. She just had a birthday. I think she's what, I mean, I think she's in her ninth. Listen, I you, this is what we just know you don't do. You don't get no woman age wrong. So I'm going to leave that number out, but let me tell you something. Uh, she is a legend. She's up there. Um, Brooke Deidreau comes in and says 80. She's in, uh, yeah, so she's in her 80s. Thanks, champ, for helping me out with that. Okay? She was a fighter. She fought three-minute rounds, right? She was doing it when, like, she's, she was doing it when she was young. You know what I'm saying? That That's women's boxing. So this shit that y'all see here with these girls, these 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 wet nose girls, because I got to call them girls because that's how they act, right? You want big money, but and you want big money for two minutes. That ain't you not even grown ass women. We don't, we don't want nothing for two minutes. If you know what I'm talking about, huh? We don't want nothing. You got to be in it for the long haul, baby. Right, you got to be able to stand in it. And that's what I'm talking about, right? Three minutes, that's that's when you got your big girl panties on, right? So it's not, the industry is not, the industry is not built for a, a woman, a woman boxer to develop properly. Because remember, I, I said a woman boxer's peak is you know she peaks at from 34 between 34 and 42 right and if she still sticks around into her 50s which a lot of a lot of them have she's still dangerous because that is when the body and and everything the bones are solid the muscle has has more mass and that's when you have developed you have that foundation of strength right? You're not fast and prancing around, you sitting down on some shit, right? So the, 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 the industry as we see it now is not designed for a woman boxer to develop uh, into a, a sturdy woman in this, in this sport, uh, doing this sport, a crone, right? Because the crones are the ones that like, you, you look forward to being a crone. You put your work in as a young broad. And then when you become a crone and you know what the, you know what the you're doing in there, that's when the entertainment really gets good. They're not allowing us to be that way anymore, right? They're not allowing that. Um, Cause they took our minute, they took the extra minute. So um, with this fight now, Chevy shouldn't, I don't think Chevy should have took the fight. I saw it. The first round was a feeling out round. I think Chevy after the first 30 seconds, Chevy should have started getting all upside Sonia's head. Okay. I think Chevy should have started roughing her up. I think Chevy should have started her Jersey 
uh, the, the Chevy, the Chevy two step. I think all of that stuff should have started. Why? Because uh, drilling has to, drilling has to know that in order for her to take this big ass bite out of women's boxing, you know, um, name royalty, she needed to be, she needed to come with some shit, right? So first round, Chevy should have just start giving it to her. I, I didn't see where drilling would have been a problem for Chevy. Uh, so going into the second round, I thought Chevy, um, you know, I, I, I saw where Chevy then started tagging her and adjusted. But remember, you, Chevy done been in the ring. Uh, you know, Chevy's been in the ring four times, four or five times as long as this woman. She's had four or five times as many fights as this young broad uh, Sonia has. Right. So Chevy, there's no warm up. There's no time. Don't give this broad no time to stand in, to be in this ring with you, Chevy. This is what I saw. She should have started busting Sonia up from round one. She should have started being that wild. She should have started being that hard Chevy, that menacing Chevy right out the gate. Right, because for this broad to even offer her or sign up to fight her with only eight fights under her belt, I would take that as being disrespectful. And you're gonna know who the I am in this ring. So um I think Chevy's slow start set the tone for this robbery. Um Brooke Diedruff, um says, you know. Rounds three to six, drilling was pressuring her, but Chevy was moving the girl, and the girl wasn't hitting. Right, uh, Chevy was countering. Um, Brooke says Chevy was countering uh, Sonia, which yes, I saw all of that, but she wasn't countering. Chev Chevelle was countering shown uh, Sonia with one punch counters. Right. And she wasn't moving her. Right. So if I was if I was a part of Chevy's camp or helping to train Chevy at this point in Chevy's career, you're not countering a wet nose broad with one punch. You countering her with two to three hard punches or three, four punch. You putting your hands on her. And not only are you putting your hands on her. You bumping her where you want her to go, right? You you putting her from post to post. You you knocking that that bit head between the washer and dryer, <laughs> if you know what I mean. That's that old school ass whooping. Uh, when you disrespect, when you disrespect, um, big mama, big auntie, your mama, whatever, and they give you that, they give you that. Oh, so you were. Oh, so you grown now, ass whooping, where they knock your head between the washer and dryer. <laughs> I'm laughing about it. And listen, I got in trouble the last the the last episode because one of one of my viewers came in and thought I was laughing at somebody's um uh, at, you know at someone's situation where I was not laughing at the situation, but I was laughing at the context, 
of the situation where I'm sorry, I'm a woman behaving badly. So yes, me laughing about a broad head but being not between the washer and dryer, there is that context to it, right? We're in the hurt game, right? So Chevy should have came with that mentality with her, with Sonia. Oh, you grown now. You think you big in this business that you can fight me? I'm a, I'm going to do it to you in here. Yeah. Right. So I, I wanted, or Chevy needed that moxie in her generalship, in her ring generalship to now convince the crowd and the judges that this, this right here, this fight is mine. Right. Because even when I fought Camara. I fought Jessica Camara. I came in. I I was still young. I I was I was a crone, but I was uh, you know, I wasn't a, a fifty one year old crone in the game, and they still they had me written off, right? They just knew Camara was going, you know, come in and hurt me up and and move on to glory. Especially that you know I signed up. Same thing like Chevelle did. I signed up for shenanigans and lost against uh, Jessica McCaskill in the fight previous to that, right? So I had to get it in my mind. After that fight, I had to get it in my mind before I fought Kamara. They do think I'm old now and I have to prove myself all over again in this damn ring, right? So when I stepped in with Kamara, I had a different when I trained and I stepped in with Kamara, I had a different mentality, which showed from the beginning uh, until I put that broad to sleep, okay? And, you know, th that's it. So the mentality there is we can't play as a crone. You can't play with no wet nose youngin'. It, they disrespecting you by signing up. And you got to show them, oh, you a woman now. So I got to whoop your ass. You got to learn how to take a beat like a woman, right? Um, so that's what I saw. I saw that Chevy's, um, you know, I, I saw that, the, I, I saw Chevy countering with the one punches and stuff. And I was like, nah, Chevy, you... <laughs> You got to do more in these rounds. And, you know, the fact that Sonia, she was, Sonia was coming back with shots and it looked like Sonia was doing more work than Chevy. And, you know, they're not looking, they, these judges, they, they don't like old women, old women fighting. So everything the young broad does is th that's going to count 10 times more than what a crone does because a crone, you know, we don't, we, we don't really, um, we're not really excited about hard and fast anymore. Right. We like the long ride. Yeah. And it gets better and better the longer the ride. Right. So, as a crone, you got to let that crone, you, you got to, you got to allow that crone to build the fight. These judges aren't going for that shit. Okay. So, I, I mean, I would love for more of us in women's 
former fighters and, you know, us in women's boxing who really can know and respect um, Yvonne Reyes, uh, former fighter, former good fighter. Um, I, I spoke about her earlier. She spent some time as a ref where she does, she trains fighters and she's a ref. I would love if um, she could, you know, get into the industry and give back and, and start, you know, judging more women's um, bouts and things like that, because we do need, uh, we, we need a more um, educated perspective um, in scoring women's boxing fights. Um, so Brooke says, um, says, uh, girl, uh, uh, Chevy was countering, girl, I got you. Mad love and respect to all fighters, past and present and future. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's how real champs talk, right? The other broads who only talk about themselves, they could stay their ass by themselves, right? Because we know in this game, yeah, we're all connected somehow. And in order to stay afloat, another broad got to see you and another crow and, and them crones got to see you too, right? That's how you have longevity and you live in this sport of women's boxing. Um, so, um, Brooke, uh, Brooke Deidre says, I told Chevy from now on, she has to revert back to uh, her younger days when she jumped on people. You see what I'm saying? Great minds think alike. Yeah, she can still counter, but she needs to throw more with, with these young cats. Great minds think alike, right? Like, it is what it is. And Brooke been in there, right? So this is not, y'all can watch these other shows about people pretending to know about this shit and you know what I'm saying fawning from afar but watch the sugar show because we got champs stopping in telling y'all about the real shit so we got Brooke D uh Deerdorf I call her Brooke D or we call her Brooke D <laughs> back in the day in the industry when she was fighting. We talking the same, we speaking the same language here, right? Brooke, you training anybody? Brooke, you need to start training. I want to see you train some of these young bras coming up. When I'm going to see a mini Brooke D, right? I enjoyed, let me tell you something, get you a scrappy one. Get you one of them little scrappy ones that, that uh, remind you of yourself and builder i want to see another brook <laughs> i'm telling you um so yeah uh brook d comes in we never forget the ones that paved the way for us and us helping uh the ones today it's called respect i hate when females are asked to do their role um ask who their role models are and they say a male fighter right right Yo, Brooke, listen, we want to get together and do this damn show, right? Bars, bars, like this. <laughs> Brooke coming with bars tonight, okay? Yes. Like, you coming in this game, you a woman fighter, and your role model coming up is not a woman. 
spider? Come on now. You got to know your industry. You got to know this game. You got to like the one, like find, there's enough, there's enough badasses that has done it for you to have a role model or pick some good fighters out there that you like and you respect their style. You can learn from, you can learn from, I've learned more from other female fighters than I ever did male fighters. You want to know why? Because women don't fight like men. And the sooner y'all get it, the sooner y'all get it, the sooner we can really get this money in the sport. Okay? Because we selling something different. I'm not, I'm not for us going or, or fitting into the mold of what male boxing think we need to be. We have survived long enough. We have been doing this shit broke pocket, doing this shit because we trying to can enough to maintain our identity and who we are in this industry and know that we got something, we are doing something that's worth something. When you got MMA trying to um, defeat our fighters so they can be legitimate, you got to know that women's boxing is the root of all the bad bitchery out here. Come on now. Um, um, with Brooke coming in. We need to do a show together, facts. I may train someone someday. Listen, number one, we're going to do a show together. Number two, come on, Brooke, you ain't got to take over. Don't, you ain't got to be the whole trainer. But I would love if you would mentor one of these uh, youngins coming up. You know, she ain't even got to be abroad. She could just be a little 12 year old wet nose that, you know, you see in the gym. Right. You, you just never know the influence that we, the women who had the guts to behave badly and make a name for ourselves, um, can empower and motivate these youngins coming up because they need it. They really do. Um, and some of these young, young men, but I'm, you know, we in the business of women's boxing. So, you know, that's what it is. And that's what we're talking about. And, and, and that's just where, what I'm caring about. Right. Um, uh, the list goes on that, uh, Brooke comes in, the list goes on and with names of great females. Yeah. Right. And, and great fighters that never were great fighters that you know, nobody jumped on their damn bandwagon, right? I know many of them because I was one of the first to be a young girl who grew up to be a woman in this industry. And when I tell you growing up and you see, you know, it's like you growing up in a family and you watching the women in your family go through they shit, right? And become who they are, become big auntie, become big mama, become a woman, right? Same, you know, I remember my aunties when they were young, bopping, hitting the club, 
booty shorts, freak what? Right? They went through their ups and downs in their damn relationship. They learned some got, you know, some was in abusive ones, some got out of it, some, but they learned and they grew and they had so much knowledge that they was passing down to you as they went through their shit, right? They had so much that they were pouring into you from their own pain because they want to see you come up and they want to empower you to step through the pitfalls that they know you're going to step through because you about to be a woman too, right? It's the same thing in women's boxing. We need that. We need that. It ain't, it, it's not about me, me, me anymore. It was never about me, me, me. It was a family. It was a place. This shit is a sorority as far as I'm concerned, right? You have all these sorors that went to college or whatever. Well, bitch, we a sorority too, right? Because when I sit and I talk to another female fighter, it does not matter. She been in there. She's done it. We played the game. We know this. We wit the shits. We know the shits. You know what I'm saying? So when we talk, we talking that real shit. That's the sorority that I'm talking about, right? And we need to rep it hard because ain't no bitches better on this planet than a woman boxer, a real one who's done it. And that's why I have this platform, right? Because we talking about who's done it, who did it, who's doing it, and who's fin to, fin to do it, who's trying to do it, right? That's, what's, that's what it's worth. That's what it's worth. It ain't about pink boxing gloves. It ain't about that sexy shit, even though shit do get sexy with us women behaving badly. We're the best type. Let me tell you something. When we get ready to behave badly, it's so good. <laughs> right, Brooke? Anyway. um, So Cedric Sports Training comes in talking about what up, what up, champ? Just checking in. Keep preaching. <laughs> All right, Seti. So you know it's the Southern in me. I start preaching at times and let the church say. All right. Yeah, I, I, I come from, you know, I'm a Southern, I'm a Southern gal, I'm a Southern broad, right? As, and, and I'm a Caribbean gal, Caribbean, you know, woman, right? So like, I, I'm, I got the, I got a little bit of the mix in me, right? I got that good mix in me. All right. So you're going to get it too, right? Uh, some, like I'm, I've meld it together and, and you'll get, um, uh, um, You'll get a gumbo of all that stuff. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Brooke, Brooke uh, Deidre comes in talking about facts and gave me the fire, okay? So, like I'm saying, you know, Brooke uh, comes in, boxing sisters for life. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm here. I think, Brooke, we're talking about make it make sense. So, I mean make I'm, I I featured a earlier fight where I thought the I thought the new 
a broad beat the older broad in that sense. I, the the young broad beat the crone. I thought um Elam beat um Delphine. In this, I really did think, and, and it was an unwarranted decision. I thought El Elam should have gotten that belt, right? But it's the same formula for this fight. Like you said, Brooke D, okay? Chevy should have went in there and start busting this broad up out the gate. Yeah, right? She should have started hurting her. She should have started putting her hands on her any kind of way. Yep. She should have started dragging her ass from pillar to post, but she didn't, right? And I noticed Chevy was doing that, you know, and she, yes, do that, Chevy, but you got to have, you got to be lethal behind that shit too, you was playing with her like a like a kid would play with a toy. I saw that, Chevy. I saw that in the six rounds. And I'm looking, I'm like, Chevy not going to believe what they do to her. I knew they were going to take that fight from Chevy. That's the hurtful thing about it. I asked, um, I, I asked Sue Fox from WBAN, right, if she saw the fight. And she she mentioned publicly that she also thought that uh chevelle halbach got um the doo-doo end of the stick in in this in, in this fight you know but she also mentioned because she knows this she'd been keeping the archives of women boxing from over the years she said this ain't nothing unusual this shit happens in women's boxing right no one is no one is beyond bullshit no one is beyond shenanigans. No one is beyond a robbery in women's boxing. So you got to watch your back. You got to know what you are and what they see you are as. You have to know your fight and you have to know what fight you're walking into. So Chevy didn't think that she was walking into the lion's pit, right? When, um, when they announced the winner of the fight, um, you could see even in the ref's eyes, the ref was like, what <laughs> the hell? You could see the promoter walking back and forth. Couldn't believe, couldn't believe the decision, right? Somebody got slid. Somebody got slid some, you know, a little something, something. Somebody got some favors done. Who knows? But we know now that Sonia Drilling has a great fighter on her skid row. And that's going to shoot her up into contention to fight a fighter like Jessica McCaskill at 147. Because I think the fight... Uh, she weighed in at something like 152 and uh, Chevy weighed in at 146. So I'm thinking, you know, it was a super welterweight match with some leeway. Um, when you sign in these or when you get into these, get these contracts, if you sign the contract, you could say give or take four or five pounds or something like that. So the broad came in heavy on purpose, like Chevy's just should have seen what was going down and unfortunately she didn't and unfortunately i i guess she doesn't have anyone in her team to look out for her that way anymore um 
Um, so now what I see is big time that a fighter like Jessica McCaskill will probably scoop drilling up out of, you know, uh, up out of the pot and say, oh, I'm going to fight her because drilling, when you see this fight, drilling, there's nothing really special about drilling except for she's, she's a, she looks like a durable fighter. She looks like she has some weight on it, on her. She looks like she'll, you know, she can be a physical fighter. She has not developed enough yet to be a contender. And this is why I think those judges are doing women's boxing a disservice because to allow a fighter like that, who is, who is not even developed to beat a fighter like Chevelle Halbach has cheapened the value of competition and contenders out there, right? They have, there's fucked up the currency, the value system. Um, so I see, yeah, so I see someone like, uh, I see a punk like McCaskill picking this fighter and, and, and going upside her head because you know, drilling, drilling, drilling is a tailor-made fighter for a fighter like Jessica McCaskill. So, um, a, a punk ass Ramos out there, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a throw you a bone. Y'all, while while you can, maybe y'all should give Sonia a call since your girl stunk up the place um, after she got her ass kicked by um, uh, Chantel Cameron. Maybe y'all can redeem her by making her look good against uh, Sonia Drillin, who is an underdeveloped fighter, but she uh, has now a, a great fighter in Chevelle Hallback on her skid row. So technically you play that punk ass game um if if mccaskill comes now and and stops or or beats up sonia she can uh remain with some value on her name because of this indirect um this indirect bullshit victory of sonia drilling over uh a great fighter like chevelle hallback um, Brooke Diedroff says, girl, it's happened to me multiple times. I'm sure it has to you. Uh, it has to you as well. Boxing business is bullshit. Brooke, right? So that's why Sue was saying like, that's a Tuesday. It's happened to the best of us. And Brooke, you like, you know, it's happy. You wanted the best of us. You know what I'm saying? I'm even, not even self-proclaiming, but I know Brooke is the best of us, right? So if it's happened to a fighter like Brooke, Brooke Diedroyd, it's happened to Sugar, shit, it's, it's happening, okay? And, and that's where it takes our value out of the business and we're not making the money. And so when people talk about, oh, women's, the business of boxing, women's boxing in the global economy and the way, all that bush, right? They don't really know, like, they don't know what it means and what it takes to make money in this industry, right? Because it's not about, oh, you getting a promoter license or you getting a gym somewhere. In a, it's not. It's credibility, it's validity, 
is authenticity and not many of us have it. And when we have it, you have these judges, right? Who want to keep us at two minutes, who want to keep our keep the money going out of women's boxing and not coming in by devaluing our authenticity, our credentials, our efforts, our equity, which is something that we've sacrificed in building because that's all we've ever had. We weren't getting paid great to fight as women boxers. And when you do start getting paid well, it's because your ass earned it, right? Especially if you are a fighter that was not protected or backed. We need to know, we need to see that. We need to start congratulating each other and respecting each other in this sorority so at the end of the day, we may not like each other, but we know the value that we hold and we have to uphold. Um, so Brooke D comes in. I bet we don't hear from Jessica for a minute after her loss. How you know, girl, the Brooke? <laughs> Listen. This show coming up with me and Brooke, I think they might even put our asses off this motherfucker because you already know I'm finna, Brooke going in. So, you know, I'm, I have no filter. <laughs> Brooke said, I bet we don't hear from Jessica for a minute after her loss. She should lose all her belts at 147 also since she lost, but haven't heard that said anywhere officially, uh, but by rule she should. Okay, facts, facts, right? They, her ass need to be, she know, like we, we know she stripped, but we not gonna hear her, we not gonna hear her from her and her people them at all because what they're going to do is they're going to keep her out long enough for us to so-called forget. But I just have a feeling that me and Brooke going to stay on these broads necks <laughs> about this bullshit that they doing out here because Brooke ain't said no lie, right? Brooke ain't lying. She may deliver it in a different way, but listen, we are, we on the same page here. Okay. Um, Brooke D says, I never got paid well. And you could tell that Brooke D was just in it because she was a badass. Just look. Please find her. Please look her up with the cornrows. Like, please look her up. Like, <laughs> she was entertaining. That's all I had to, Different swag from Suge. Because, you know, you, you know, Suge was, was all about being that glamour bitch. Brooke was that, Brooke was that, oh yeah? We gonna find out type of broad. Oh yeah? Oh, <laughs> you know, like Brooke was, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, so we, um, so you wanna fight? Okay, cornrows, she came ready. <laughs> she wasn't playing. And she wasn't any with any of, you know, she wasn't with any of that 
except for um, put a date on it. And I liked it. I was there for it. Um, so Brooke D, you know, I, I really appreciate you coming in on the show and talking about, you know, this Chevy situation. I really commend you on bringing it to light because it would have been swept under the damn rug if you didn't post about it. And that's what you don't realize. Like we have more weight in this thing, in this deal than we think we do, right? And we need to speak up and advocate for each other. And we, and, and we need to, you know, make those connections because I mean, Chevy, Chevy's um, demeanor is you'll see her and she's scary as shit in the ring, but outside the ring, Chevy's a teddy bear, right? Chevy, not a troublemaker. Chevy just want everybody to turn up and chill and, and have a good time. That's, that's Chevelle Hallback. So she's not going to be, uh, you know, she, she's not going to be a shit starter, a shit talker. She's not going to be like how Brooke D was, you know what I'm saying? Where Brooke D, um, in the ring, her persona was consistent in and out the ring too. She was just a baddie. She was a badass, right? And, and, and she would like in her way, she wants, she wants, she wants to talk it. She wants to say what she feel and she wants to say it like how she want to say it. Right. Um, and so she's advocating for Chevy and I'm advocating for Chevy too, where I think I see, I don't think Sonia Dr Drilling won that fight, but I can see how they robbed Chevy. And I can see the fact that, you know, we have to come to terms at, at, at time, at certain times in our career of what we are and the fights that we have to face. And Chevy being 51 years old and still fighting, she has to know and understand that she ain't got nobody but her, nobody but her, right? They supposed to beat up the old lady at this point, right? N no one's even going to touch Chevy because you're not even, Chevy can fight and Chevy don't look old in the ring, right? She's still slick. She's still doing the Chevy shuffle. If you look bad against an old fighter, an old crone like that, and you're coming up, it don't look good on your stock according to how women's boxing has been or is they're trying to direct women's boxing right so it doesn't look good so chevy ain't going to get picked layla mccarter ain't going to get picked you know a lot of older crones that are out there you know who's their age works against them now um and and that's the that's that's just the reality of the situation um Brooke D comes in. She's a teddy bear. Yes. But beast in the ring. Um, and she don't talk shit. So, you know, Brooke D 
there it is. Like great minds thinking, think alike. I'm not making shit up. Like I'm talking about real women warriors out here. This ain't a damn movie. This should be a movie, right? Anybody that want to write a movie, write a real movie about women's boxing, about this sorority, right? Uh, uh, do a documentary about this shit, right? And not just a documentary on one broad, one crone, like, you know, collectively, like the ones that went out and, and, and you know, our dad, we ain't have no daddy's names to protect us. All we had was a damn dream that, you know, we worked at and, and, and we went through our own personal shit and our, and our lives to fulfill, right? That's a real struggle. That's real. Anyone can learn from that, right? The women's perspective, you know, they got to be a woman Rocky too. <laughs> um, and it ain't, it ain't million dollar baby. So, you know, like put that shit in. It's, it's a great, it's a good story, but that's, that does it. it it's, it, it only scratches the surface of what we are. Um, so make it make sense. The contrast here in this session is that, um, the standard of judging the fights in women's boxing is still drastically inconsistent wherein we do have great contenders who get robbed because they're facing a name but we also on the other at the opposite of end of the spectrum we also have, you know, great crones, great names who haven't faded, but they're also being robbed by the younger, newer contenders, right? Based on, you know, um, variable, variables that aren't actually, um, aren't actually presented when you w actually watch these fights, right? And so we need more people to do it. Y'all start caring a little bit more, right? Um, you know, the young and sexy is one thing. Youth is wasted on the young, right? Um, I love that. I love that um, statement, that term, that phrase. Um, I love that youth is wasted on the young because, um, when you become old, you don't become old here in a sense, you become younger in your mind because your knowledge, you know, you're sure right is your body that sometimes ages or whatever but what or what people think is youth and what they value in youth they keep the value on that but age right when your mind 
when you don't know, when you don't have experience, there's no value in that shit. You don't know nothing. You don't know how to execute. You don't know how to think. You don't know what works for you. How is that attractive? Right? But they y'all want the youngins, the young bras, and I get it. Right? But it's just more delicious. It really is when you allow things to mature and age. Right? Um, there's so much depth to it, spice. There's so there, there there's so much that you you get out of something that has properly developed with time and understanding. And it's 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 for us now to appreciate it and to look for those things instead of valuing um in, instead of valuing those who don't know instead of valuing the the inexperience and naivety of someone trying to do something watch the ones that's been in there that's done it right watch them this 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 watching the um you know novices trying to figure shit out that's like watching a, a a kid a toddler eat spaghetti how entertaining is that how entertaining is that like i i like i said sugar's got sugar's got some 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 um questionable interests one of them is i like i'll watch i like to watch people be great right and one of the things that I, I I watch is those people doing the eating contests, right? Homeboy that could, could eat like 200 uh, hot dogs in, in 30 minutes. I think a broad, a, a, a young, a woman, she got the record too. She's up there. She can, she can eat like 150 hot dogs in, in uh, two minutes. Well, I want to see how that shit's done, right? It's got to be some kind of, uh art to it i'm interested right instead of you know you got the it's same thing it's like watching a toddler eat spaghetti oh you, you're just watching them pick the noodle up and you know you, you know some you got to twirl the pasta on the noodle and then put it but you know they're not going to do that you know, they're not, and, and you let me, uh, and if one noodle and some sauce make it in into their mouth, right? Because you know the majority of it is going to be all over their face and and all over the table. If they get the one noodle, oh, good job! No, no. I want to see people be great, right? And I let that toddler grow up and develop into an adult that can do it the way it should be done, and you know that's it you know make it make sense make it make sense don't sit there and watch uh and and hope someone gets it right watch the the people who are getting it right watch them 
right? That's where, that's the, that's the entertainment. Eddie Barrington. Hey, Eddie. Eddie Barrington chimes in. Anything over 120 hot dogs is just gross. How hard do you need to train for that? Listen, I'm not judging nobody, right? You can eat over 120 hot dogs in one sitting oh in you know in under 30 minutes uh i got to see you do it <laughs> i have to see how how it's done you you become good at something right and that's the thing about the universe you know what i'm saying the universe we are born with so many talents that we 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 take for granted right you maybe they're not a world champion fighter they're a champion hot dog eater you find what you're good at because somebody like sugar values it yes you find i don't judge nobody i don't judge nothing the only thing that i don't value is cheating right Cheating is for cowards, right? I don't value a coward. If you brave enough to put those nitrate, you know, hot dogs in your body <laughs> over a hundred and, and you know what it's going to do to you and, it, and you living through it and you do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's your gift. So on that note, uh, do I have, I mean, lovely assistant, is there any more images? Are there any more images? Okay, there goes Chevy. Okay. And this is Chevy as a crone. Um, we took this off of topology. They have a pretty good site. They they have some good information, right? Because you know, sometimes box rec who everybody runs to you know they've been slipping they don't really have all the facts right so you know you 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 got other platforms that can give you a little bit more about each fighter and stuff like that so we use topology okay they paid me nothing right i just you know i thought this information was truly beneficial so um you know they have her nickname fist of steel they got her, you know, when she started, they got her age, they got her, you know, just just some details that BoxRite may not have, okay? Um, and, and they have an up-to-date picture of her where uh, Chevy's a crone in this picture, right? And I, I, I like to see the progression of fighters because you could see where we start off you know where we we saw we soft boned you know you could see us with the little kid face and chubbiness then you see the woman get hard you know the muscles come in and we you know the body is it has starting to mature then we turn into a crone right because chevy when chevy was in like it, at in her prime chevy was carved out of wood okay that was her selling point chevy had like a eight pack you could see all the muscles in her body like everything like you could that was her selling point that was what made her look scary as well you know because you see you saw the work on her 
Ain't nobody showing up muscled down like that. This is no steroids neither, right? That was it. She was totally natural, chiseled down and all of that. So you know the work was put in. And that's what made it even more scary, right? Because uh, boxing training is the hardest training uh, out there. We do a little of everything, okay? Um, now, I have somebody chime in. And I mean, if this is an acronym, y'all help me out with it, okay? Y'all know I, I don't... Um, I don't do any, um, what do they call it when, when they, I don't censor much. So if this is, y'all let me know what this means. Okay. So low toe comes in saying, uh, G F Y Y T. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that stands for, but thank you for showing up low toe. Thank you. For showing up to the Natalie Sugar Brown show where I, I you know, I, I talk women's boxing on here, right? Ups, downs, good, bad. I got champs that's been stopping in now. You know what I'm saying? Like real shit. Okay. Uh, Loto says, hi. Hey. Hey. And um, Loto just says, uh, just random letters. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. Um, Loto says, I was looking... Uh, at UFC. Okay. Loto says, I was wondering about steroid women, if they fight like in UFC. Um, I looked for, uh, they come, I looked for it on YouTube. Now, found one video. Now, Loto, is that the video of the, um, of recently of the broad? I forgot her name. But she fought this big, thick-necked, um, uh, what you call it? She 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 looked very masculine, you know, and and you could tell that she was on steroids. She looked like Hulk Hogan in there, and she was fighting this other South American uh, fighter. I forgot her name. Um, I saw that one. It was a recent one. Um. Um. It, did it look kind of like that or was it another one? Because I'll tell you this, there is steroid use in women's boxing, but the beauty about combating steroid use in boxing, especially uh, women's boxing, is you still got to fight. You still got to know how to fight, right? And steroid use, if anything, will just make the... It, the It'll make the person um, bigger. It'll make them have more endurance for the fight. But steroid use is another thing. See, let let this let this crone educate y'all out here. Y'all y'all need to be getting me on y'all team because I know um, I, I've been with a lot of generals and a lot of um, knowledge in this game. Steroids thin the skin out. So when someone's taking steroids, the sacrifices, your, your skin is thinning and your skin is not going to be as durable in a fight. 
So when you fight someone who is on steroids, the fight now isn't against them and their physicality, how strong they are or anything. And this is why women's boxing trumps male boxing because people aren't checking receipts, okay? So a woman on steroids can very damn well end up in the ring with you and no one's checking on this. But you and your people will see this bitch is on steroids. But now the fight changes to, I'm not fighting her for, you know, what, what the steroids did for her, which has made her big, strong, give her muscles. I'm fighting her for what the steroids took from her. And when somebody's on steroids, they're not working as hard. So they don't have the mental focus that you who worked hard to fight those rounds have. That's number one. So you press them mentally. Number two, they've sacrificed what holds it together, their skin and their tendons. Those things start to, those things thin, your tendons, all of those things. So they're likelier than you for injury because you've been going through that shit. The body get hit, the body been healing through the training, right? Because every day is harder than the next. And what the body does is the body repairs itself. And if you allow the body to go through that naturally, the body will heal and come back stronger, heal and come back stronger. You get beat and you get hit on your skin. The body's going to heal and come back stronger. So by the time fight comes, it'll be hard to bust this. It'll be hard to snap this. It'll be hard to strain this. Why? Because the training has made it durable. Steroids now, it comes easy. You're working hard. You're working more than what your body, like the steroids kicks in. So you don't, you're not working as hard, right? You're working hard, but you're not working as hard because the steroids make you recover. But the recovery is not as, um, the, the, the quality of the recovery is not as good as when it's done naturally. So when you fight a steroid, yeah, like I said, you fight what they've sacrificed. You pressure them hoes. You bust their tendons, the places where their tendons are. So you aim for things like their nose. You aim for things like their eyes, the, the, the soft parts of their body, right? You aim for it. You aim for these places, right? You put your head down when they punch at you. You put your head, the hardest part of your head down. So when that strikes right? It's, it's tearing their, their wrists up, right? You block them hard. So when they do hit and you block them hard, that it yanks that tendon and start, you start breaking their asses down. That's how you fight a steroid mofo, right? So these are the things that women boxers do. This is what we do in there. This is what us who are good are doing in there. You're not going to see us under the lights. You're not going to see us on dancing because a lot of us who are doing this are not promoted. 
We do it underground. We do it in all these places just so these broads who get the lottery ticket and 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 they get these promoters to protect them they have some validity because y'all think they are like us right fighters like brooke d you know what i'm saying who fought laura ramsey who fought laura told me at one point she wasn't even training she just did this shit because they said she couldn't she went in there and just fought Right. And it just seems it seems like, oh, my, they shouldn't do this or whatever. But that's that's the climate. That's the moxie you have to have. Right. I was blessed enough to um, I, I was blessed enough. To leave the game with my faculties and the knowledge I didn't get a belt. I didn't get those big name fights. Right. Because then broads knew I was dangerous. I got shenazzed, right? And the one that shenazzed me, she became a champion, right? Just to let you know, I had her, my name is on her skid row, right? But I'm back, I'm, 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 I'm doing, I'm, I'm here because I want to bring you guys into that world. So y'all know that us real women fighters, we know what, we, we know what it is. We know what we're doing out here. We've slayed real dragons, right? I fought bitches who've been on steroids. <laughs> I ain't scared of nobody. I've been through it. I, it and, and as scary as it is, I know that I'm gonna figure that shit out. So bring it. That's just, that, that, that's just what I've become. And that's what the moxie is of a real female fighter. Um, Loto says, um, guess tendons are used to build muscle. Tendons are used to hold the muscles together and to connect them. Right? So um, that, that's, what's, that's why it's so important. Tendons and skin and those organs. Um, Loto says, UFC don't change blood-soaked carpet, could have it on rollers on both sides. So I'm not sure what you're talking about. Are you talking about the canvas that everybody's fighting on the bloody canvas? Because that happens in real boxing fights too. Like nobody changes the canvas in between fights. I've gone in the ring and have seen people's teeth left in there. Yeah. I mean, they'll sweep it out or whatever, but when you going in there, when you going in that ring, you know you're not you you're not stepping into Cinderella's dance floor. That's for damn sure. You're seeing what the night looked like, and 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 sometimes you leaving a you you leaving your own stain in that motherfucker, right? It is what it is. It's the it's it's the climate and the life of a fighter. And you can't be scared of that. Um, Omar Johnson, hey, chimes in. Everyone leave a like. Yes, everyone leave a like. I'm like, I'm I'm in two hours in right now. Y'all know the sugar show is long, okay? But I'm I'm two hours in. Please like, subscribe, share this, share this platform, share this sugar with your people, okay? Um, I keep it 
100 you know what i'm saying i um i i i i want to or i i will always be loyal to the truth right so i mean as much as i love you as much as i love all um my, you know my sisters sororities and my sisters in this sorority of women's boxing if you want some bullshit i'm tell you with love that you want some bullshit you know what i'm saying so um yeah you know so like i said when chance stop in and we talk to talk and stuff it's really out of a mutual love and respect they know that sugar don't pull no punches and sugar keep it real um brooke is back brooke says she she went on a call. Okay, okay, I'm still here for a little bit. Um, uh, Loto says also allowed allowed to give up any time. Loto, I'm not sure exactly what you're saying. I I I mean, you got some good input here, but I'm not I'm not putting it together. I'm not sure where are you where are you chiming in from. Are you chiming in from a, a, a country outside of um, the Americas, um, the Caribbean? You know, like, you know, I'm on the, ooh, Loto is chiming in from Iceland. What time is it over there? I know it's like, like 3 a.m. or something like that. Thanks for chiming in, Loto. Thanks. Thanks for spending some time with sugar. Um, um, Brooke says, I don't see their comments. Brooke, I'm the only one that see the comments coming in at this point. And like what me and my guys are working, like the guys are working on that, um, where it'll, it, it's more, it'll be more interactive, but you know, it, th this was, this was just meant to be like, you know, a, a, a like a chatty thing so it's growing y'all it's growing if y'all have any suggestions though on how y'all want this sugar show to get better y'all uh drop it in the comments let me know like subscribe share like i'm here for it like seriously um loto says it's 3 a.m over there in iceland yeah okay you know what happens at listen 3 a.m i love me some 3 a.m <laughs> um but yeah uh make it make sense means you know as you as a as a woman fighter goes through her journey in this industry there is no such thing as um you know it, there there's there's no such thing as an easy road. You got to make it make sense for you. You got to look at these contracts. You got to know where you are in your career. You got to pick the people who are around you. You got to know what you want out of this deal. And you got to know that sometimes when you lose, you win. And sometimes you win, but you lose. But you make it make sense. And, and you know, that, that was the moral of the session tonight and of the stories, you know. Um, 
thanks everyone for chiming in, right? So we we gonna go back. We gonna chime in. Let's see. Um, my boys at that, of course, my talking fight guys. Um, Michael Orr for chiming in as as normal. Um, the champ, um, Brooke Deardorff for for chiming in and really uh, giving uh, chatting me up and and stopping in on the show seriously like i said i get emotional when champs starting to drop in now and and real people in the industry are chiming in because um i i i don't pay nobody i don't i don't ask nobody they're they're coming in because it's they know that sugar call it like it is I'm a, I'm a, I'm a call it like it is, right? And with love and respect, I'm a call it like it is, right? If it's some bullshit, I'm a call it. If it's some real shit, I'm a call it, right? Um, and 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 I have to fight to keep that standard because I want this thing to be better and get better and better and better. And and that's it. I I, I and the phonies, you know, we too many real ones have come through this industry for us not to benefit from it and for us not to have a voice in this it's too many fakers right and 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 these fakers don't make nothing right the real ones we are the makers we're the one who made history who have made a road we have walked this thing we are valuable right um, start speaking up out here. These people writing these articles and making these shows and stuff all of a sudden, off of our blood, off of our necks. Mm-mm. No, right? That's why I say these names and I talk this talk because we are put value back into each other. Um, Cedric Sports Training for chiming in. Thank you, Seti. Um, for stopping through, okay. Um, who else stopped in tonight? Eddie Barrington stopped in tonight. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and you know, Eddie, you ain't give me my drink and my rose this time, but it's okay. You spoil the girl and then you take it back. That kind of hurts, but okay. You still, you still stopped in. Um. And, and came to see Sugar. Omar Johnson, thank you for stopping in. Thank you for always reminding the the, the misfits uh, to like, subscribe, and share this Sugar show. Um, who else? Loto coming in off the UFC angle and, and asking a really profound question uh, in, in the conversation about the Royd um, babes, you know, that, that end up, we end up fighting, which, you know, we do. And, and hopefully I've, I've taught y'all something about fighting these people on, on roids. <laughs> um, uh, my, my guys on to- talking fight says we are live on six plus platforms. Low toys, uh, joining from Twitch TV. Okay. Okay, at 3 a.m. Low toe. Okay, but thank you. And keep listen, if you ever up, ever up at 3 a.m. in the morning in Finland, come see me. 
I got the time for you. Um, Brooke says, we'll get together soon. Hit me up for sure, babe. For sure. And Eddie Barrington comes giving me my drink and my rose. Okay, I forget you now. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I mean, you spoil a girl. You can't just stop spoiling a girl. I like it. And so that's it for, for uh, the sugar show tonight, you guys. Um, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for giving me the chat and the time, okay? Uh, join in to my guys on Female Fridays, okay? I always try to uh, lock in and, you know, sugar's just... I mean, even I, I, I've gotten I, I've gotten messages from you guys, and I'm going through them one at a time, one by one, by one. I appreciate it. So keep the messages um, coming, um, and 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 like I said, if 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 you could think of anything else that you want Sugar to add to the show, uh, put it down in the comments as well. Like, subscribe, share. If I don't see you on Friday, if I don't see you this weekend, then I'll see you next Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. or around that time. My face will certainly be in the place. Okay, until then, bye-bye.